hey, do you want to come over and make a pot of tea, bring your favorite crystals? You know, we could talk about our birth charts, spirits, the latest house bells we've been doing. Welcome to the neighborhood. I'm that witch next door. Hello, neighbor. Welcome back to another episode of That Witch Podcast. Welcome back to another very shadowy shadow chats with the lovely Ashley Michelle of Starseed Shadows. Hello, hello. So happy to be here. It's our season. Yes, it is. That's what I was going to say. It's our time. Our time These, like later months, my favorite mm-hmm. time of the year. Same, 100%. I get like a little sad after October's over and it takes like 24 hours because then I'm like, mm, I love the next like three months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I love it. Um, I'm excited for today, Ash, because today we're going to talk about everybody, the upcoming Scorpio new moon, which is going to be on Monday. Y'all are going to hear this on Friday and you got a few days to prepare. Obviously on Shadow Chats, if you've been around for a while, we talk about, you know, the shadowy side and characteristics of the sign of whatever that new moon is in. Today, though, when we're talking about shadowy, dark themes of Scorpio, I want to go somewhere really specific today. Um, And I want to talk to you about some occult and paranormal and spirit stuff today, Ash. I love it. This is a surprise for Ashley. I didn't tell her anything. I didn't know. I love it, though. I'm very excited. So, a little backstory. For the past couple of months, I when I go to listen to a podcast for entertainment, you know what I mean? Like a brain break podcast mm-hmm. for funsies. This is, <laughs> hear the Scorpio in me. I have fallen in love with the podcast called The Dark Paranormal. Okay. And it is a very popular podcast that I only stumbled upon to recently this summer. And I instantly became obsessed. There's like 13 or 14 seasons already. And it's a top listen to podcast. Um, It's not just ghost stories. It's not just paranormal stories. We can find those everywhere. This is the dark side of the paranormal. These are people's Mm -hmm. stories with malignant entities Mm -hmm. and possession and demons and lower level energy beings. Um, But keep in mind, this is not a witchcraft podcast. This right. is not, um, you know, it's not hosted by, this is hosted by. It's hosted by the muggles. Yes, exactly. Very well-respecting muggles who definitely yeah. believe in the paranormal, have a lot of respect for it. That's one of the reasons I like this show is he specifically, every single episode talks about leaving your disbelief at the door. Like at least for this one episode, set your disbelief aside and and step into this story. Um, and that's one thing I really, really like about it. But it gets me as a witch and a spiritualist, like this gets different gears going for me Mm -hmm. when I listen to these episodes because the stories come from muggles most of the time. And most of the stories start out with, you know, uh, I, you know, I grew up and either people have had some experiences with ghosts. Some people have seen dark entities their whole life. Some people talk Mm -hmm. about this came out of nowhere, but it's not 
anybody who's thoroughly educated themselves in this. Mm-hmm. Okay. At all, at all. But it gets me thinking and wondering all the time. And I want to ask you your experiences, your opinions, and your thoughts about some of these today, Ash. Are you open and willing? I am so open and willing. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Let's dig in. I'm here. I am so excited. First and foremost, especially someone of your background, you come from a religious background. Mm -hmm. You are a star seed and a witch. Mm -hmm. You help people step into their light worker, right? Mm -hmm. What is a demon for you? And did that definition morph over time? This is good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, this is good. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So I'm going to start with the second half of that question. It definitely, my definition of a demon definitely morphed over time. So growing up as a Jehovah's Witness, witnesses don't believe in hell. They believe that the devil is kind of running amok among earth, right? So my connection, and they don't believe really in demons either. So my connection to demonic entities and entities in different dimensions that could cause harm has really, really shifted. Now, as I got older and started learning more about spiritual work and learning more about working in different dimensions and having my own experiences with ghosts and things of that nature, I obviously realized that there's more to this earth than what we see in the 3D. As far, do I believe in demons? I believe that people have a hard time crossing over. I believe that uh, ghosts are real. Uh, I've seen my fair share of ghosts in my life and felt my fair share of dark entities, I'll say. In certain scenarios, uh, Rochester is filled with history, Underground Railroad, whole nine. So there are tons of locations in Rochester where you can just feel the energy shift. That's the best way to say it. Um, I have been somebody that's gone through like sleep paralysis, which can be really fucking frightening. Now, as far as like demons go... I guess my current definition is, first of all, I think it's important for us to understand that, like, we can't be hurt. I think that is what needs to to be said by negative entities with malintent, poltergeist, any of that sort of stuff, unless we're allowing that in, is kind of where I'm at with it, right? And uh, we're allowing that worry, fear, and doubt, that fear-mongering mentality in. I guess to answer your question directly, because I know I'm being long-winded, do I believe there's a bunch of henchmen that work work for the devil? No. Mm -hmm. Do I believe that there are lots of aliens that can be misinterpreted for demons? Yeah. I think a lot of folks have been in contact with the greys and specifically, and they get fucking scared and rightfully so. Same thing with angelic beings, right? Angelic beings don't necessarily look like what we see on Disney Channel, you know? So when you are somebody who is a seer, and especially if you aren't aware that you're a seer, 
coming in contact with some of these entities from other realms can be really jarring. And you may think you're seeing a demon, but I'm not really sure that that's what's happening. Do I think that there are entities in other dimensions that want to fuck with you? Sure. Do I think that they're the definition of demons as we identify demons today? My jury's still out on that. Mm. Yeah. So I agree with so, so much of what you're saying. My definition definitely has morphed over time, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most helpful things for me in learning about this stuff yeah, and expanding my awareness of it is also allowing my definition and concept of good and bad or good and evil to also expand. We Exactly. That's a exactly. huge part of it. It's a huge part of it because mm-hmm. we draw this hard line in the sand. There's a huge hard line in the sand. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. to also bring this out there, I think there are more like demons in the human experience than there are in like the multidimensional experience. You know what I mean? I agree. Like there are humans walking around here that I would consider demonic versus like been working for the devil. So what is your understanding of poltergeist energy, for example? How have you learned what a poltergeist is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, besides from the movie. Yeah, Um, besides. (laughs) They're here. Right? Um, My understanding is a poltergeist is essentially chaotic energy. It's a frustrated soul that is stuck, that maybe even is held captive in a home in a specific space. They can't move. They can't get out of it. So they destruct and that is my basic understanding of culture, guys. So that is the, my base. Mm-hmm. And then what I was taught on top of that or offered, that's a better word. A, another layer to add on top of that I was offered mm-hmm. many years ago was poltergeists are often, more often than not, is the words that were used for me. Um, a medium I was... Uh, working with and and learning from that used to come into my shop. And they let me know that more often than not, a poltergeist is that energy that you just described that manifests Mm -hmm. uh, very often from cumulative negative energy. That would make sense. Mm -hmm. Hence why it's so in your face when you have an experience with a poltergeist. That would make sense. It reminds me... And has always, I remember when they told me this and ever since then, what it just like really even more strongly connects into is my understanding of the need for shadow work and what the shadow actually is and what the shadow does when it is being avoided, when it is being suppressed, when it, when it isn't being integrated. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if... The longer that goes on, if that's when we find cumulative negative energy that can manifest into malignant energy or yeah. or trickster energy, yeah. like like a poltergeist. Right. Now, speaking of shadow, 
another question I have that I want to ask you to connect all this as well is you do all this work in the Akashic Records. Mm-hmm. Um, so before you answer the actual question I'm going to give you, just for anybody that's not here, first give them a little basic understanding of what the records are. And then tell us, I know that you've seen shadow figures and people's records before and you've had to learn about this from what you've witnessed and working with this but I also know that as readers and as spiritual educators we have to describe the complexity and nuance of shadow being because it is that that term is received in a very specific way. We, Agreed, we most yeah. people draw a very specific picture. So what are the records just for anybody that doesn't know what the Akashic records are? And yeah. what would you say a shadow being is or could be maybe? Okay. I love these questions, Danny. Thank you. I, this all came so to me. Good, so good. <laughs> uh, well, the Akashic records, it, and it's the most simplistic answer is a record of time of any and every living being period right so we all have akashic records we all have a record of time the best way i love to describe it is in the show the magicians which you can catch on netflix great show by the way um the library that's the akashic records and the guardians of the library are your guardians of the records so it's said that we each have two main squeezes in our records two main guardians that help us and so inside of our records we are offered this opportunity to explore past present future lives right other lives and other lifetimes that we've lived if we do have starseed lineage being able to reconnect with that ancestral lineage that needs to come out and come through we are able to consult our records about questions we have decisions that we need to make decisions that we should have made you know residual trauma that we've gone through or anybody in our our lifeline right that have gone through and because oftentimes I don't want to say we're products of our environment but I want to say it because really what I'm getting at is we often play out the trauma of the people that came before us so it might not be that I've gone through we some repeat intense- what we know we were, yeah, even if it's subconscious, even if it's subconscious, exactly. And it also, it stays in our bloodline. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So exactly. like, I may not have gone through something super traumatic, but maybe my great, great, great grandmother went through this crazy traumatic event. Let's say I'm afraid of water. Always have been afraid of water. Don't know why I'm afraid of water. I can't stand being in water. I want nothing to do with water. I'm lucky if I shower, right? Extreme example. But for example's sake, we go to the records. I ask my records, why do I have this fear of water? And come to find out my great, great, great grandmother twice removed even had a horrible drowning accident in water or something like that. So this is just one example of how the records can give us some clarity mm-hmm. on so many parts of us that we didn't know was there now as far as shadow being goes um i'm literally envisioning an onion right now because there's so many places we could go now inside of the records whenever shadow beings are coming through in my personal experience they have been past loved ones they have been the guardian of that person's records and they have also been galactic beings that are trying to come through this is why i asked you this by the way yeah because i want to help dispel that immediate picture that comes Mm -hmm. through that in shadow equals evil malignant being right no 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 um 
I haven't come across any evil being and I've come across a ton of shadow beings in my work over the like 15 years I've been doing this work. And even when I wasn't doing this work, but just a wee little baby and just (laughs) cancer rising just exploded and way too Mm -hmm. sensitive. And like, you know, people were coming through like hotcakes. You know, I think what feared me the most was seeing people that I saw alive die and then see them after they were dead. And like in my living room and I'm like, holy fucking cannoli. You know what I like? Mm -hmm. That's crazy. You know, just being young. But um, as far as shadow beings go in my work, I haven't had negative experiences with them. I'm also not calling for that. And I think it's important to make it known what we call for is really important on these topics. If you're calling for a demonic experience, you're going to get a demonic experience. You know, if you're calling for that, that's why, you know, in the witch community, there's all this taboo around using Ouija boards, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like, what are we calling in? What experience are we calling in? I think this conversation goes right back to the idea that we are the alchemist here. We are the magician. So we control the experience. And I think it's just really important to remember that we control the experience. So I don't subscribe to this idea that like we can be hurt in the 3D based off something that's happening in a different dimension or an experience that's happening that may be really unpleasant, right? Mm -hmm. There's probably some sort of learning lesson that needs to happen there. Or maybe we are misinterpreting our 3D eyes are not going to be the same as our 5D eyes or 6D eyes or 8D eyes or 4D eyes, our Akashic eyes. They're not going to interpret the same. That's why when you're having a true experience with an archangel and you're seeing this archangel, you know, manifest itself, you're probably going to be scared shitless. But, you know, they don't if mean anything. If you any look up some people's experiences with mm-hmm. seeing angelic beings, mm-hmm. it's intense as fuck, yeah. listener. Let me just... Exactly. It's not, it's not, it's not literal sunshine and rainbows. Exactly. Like you've been led to believe. nothing like what we thought, <laughs> no, right? No. Because I, it's inhuman. And that's not exactly. in a bad way. I don't mean that in right. a bad way. But I think this idea of created in God's image takes a mm-hmm. literal, like hard, literal yeah. interpretation. Mm-hmm. We, I must look like God. Mm-hmm. Whatever and, God looks like. You right. Know what I mean. And I think it's more of a metaphor of a rep. We are part of divine. Mm-hmm. We are a fractal of mm-hmm. spirit. That's in God's image to me. And well, and also too, it goes back to what you were saying. We only know what we know. So we don't have anything to compare it to. Exactly. So like if we're only seeing humans all 20, 30, 40, 50 years of our life, and then something inhuman Mm -hmm. comes around, we're going to, and not, it doesn't look like any animal we've seen. Right. Uh, Not this earth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Exactly. It's going to look a little wild. I think about um, that crazy ass looking jack-o'-lantern fish that they found some years ago in the depths of the ocean. Mm -hmm. Like going to nerd out a little Mm -hmm. bit here. But, you know, they went hella fucking deep and found so many different species of animal um, or fish, I should say, that we didn't know existed. You know, fish that can see without eyes, very alien sort of world. Mm -hmm. If you were sitting in your living room and you had a dream about this animal you would think you saw a monster yeah that's a great point yeah you would think you saw a Mm -hmm. monster until you saw this animal on the discovery channel and you saw people talking about an npr and you're like oh it's a new species that they haven't found yet yes Yes. you know so it's all about us recognizing how deep our conditioning truly goes even in the realm of spirituality witchcraft and the occult i agree 
Today's episode is brought to you by Sister Yarrow, one of my favorite handmade clothing, home goods, and accessories companies located in the heart of the Rocky Mountains. Created by one of my dear friends, owner and artist, Madeline Greason, Sister Yarrow connects you to both earth and spirit by bringing you handmade, one-of-a-kind pieces inspired by nature and all things magic. Now, this autumn, Sister Yarrow's most recent collection is called the Earth Seasons Collection. It is a mixture of earrings, necklaces, and accessories, and more that primarily focus on beautiful mixed metals, crystals, and other minerals with an emphasis on simplistic, gorgeous, bohemian designs. Now, in addition to their newest collection, Sister Yarrow also offers a wide variety of products like sun catchers and mobiles. I have a couple in my home and they are a favorite of myself and my daughter. They cast little rainbows across the room. Uh, We've got home goods, candles, crystals, clothing, and more. And listeners of That Witch Podcast also get an exclusive discount on SisterYarrow.com. Simply use the code THATWITCH10 to receive 10% off your entire order. Go to SisterYarrow.com. Make sure you subscribe to their email newsletter so you never miss their newest collection, newest products, or exclusive discounts and sales. And make sure you use code THATWITCH10 to receive 10% off your entire order at sisteryarrow.com. So I believe that life, the concept of life, the energy of life is this force of evolution, always Mm -hmm. growing, always evolving. I believe that beings of this universe, and that's a big fucking umbrella when I say that, Mm -hmm. Let, let that be a big umbrella. I believe that beings of this universe are naturally attracted to that force. I think Mm -hmm. that we're naturally predispositioned for that. I think that applies to any dimension that you are part of. Yeah. And that which seems or is more thriving than you or growing more than you or right... We're attracted to those things. You can see mm-hmm. micro examples of that in our very dimension. Look at fucking influencers. Why right. do you think people are so drawn to this? Mm-hmm. You're drawn to this, what you're defining as a, a higher way of life. There's a there's a goal there. There's something that you're drawn to. And I think that lower level beings are drawn to higher level beings. I think that's a very natural mm. very natural course. Mm -hmm. And I think that this is where and how beings want to attach themselves to another being. And I do think it's possible. And I do think that it happens. But I agree with you that there is some sort of allowing or permission in our behavior or Mm -hmm. our thoughts or energy that let the connection really form. But I also believe it is way fucking easier to remove that attachment than we're taught. Agreed. And that's my next question for you is I know in your line of work how often you have gotten people over the years that are like, 
I'm afraid that if I start reading tarot, I'm afraid that if I start doing X, Y, and Z, I'm opening a door, I'm opening myself up. What if something attaches to me? What if somebody curses me? What if something something tries to possess me? Mm-hmm. What, what is your advice for that now? I get that question a lot even. I do too. Um not to like be an Aquarius moon about it, but like stop being silly girl. <laughs> like that that's my response. You know what I mean? That's my response. Tarot is an age-old form of divination. Astrology is too, pendulum work is too, crystal work is too. I think I think what you're getting at is this misinformed way of looking at witchcraft and spirituality that mm-hmm. still permeates throughout the whole world, right? And I think what our job is as spiritual teachers, dare I say spiritual influencers, <laughs> is to help people recognize that witchcraft, divination, spell work, ritual work, magic can all and should all be used as a tool for personal development and exploration. And and that's really what it comes down to. Now, if you want to go to seances and you want to pull out the Ouija boards, like this is about you get what you ask for. That goes kind of right back to what I was saying, right? If you respect the craft, the craft will respect you. Are you using your tarot to spy on people? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so the, because you shouldn't be, I should probably elaborate more on that. Um, Tarot, we really shouldn't be using it to spy on people. So if somebody comes and sits with me and they're like, I want to know if my ex-boyfriend is dating somebody else, we're not really going to go there. Mm -hmm. We can talk about how you can let go of your Mm ex-boyfriend since that's your (laughs) ex-boyfriend. But, you know, I just think that people need to recognize that Nothing is going to attach to you that you don't want. And if you feel like you caught something or something is attached to you, we we let it go. This goes back to finding your power. You are the magician. You are the alchemist here. You are in full control. And we have been taught for so long that we are not. And this is just a great example. I can't do anything. This demon is attached to me and now it's stuck with me. And now I can't, I just can't do anything about it. I'm helpless. You are not the victim. And I think when we are really truly in our power around this work, this ancient, ancient work, we begin to recognize here that we are not the victim and we can play in the matrix with all sorts of entities and allow them to go their way while we go our way. Mm -hmm. And let's also not forget, this is a prime example of what protection magic is for, Mm -hmm. right? Are you protecting your space? Before I move into any home, I grid the fuck out of it the fuck out of it. I All the windows, I get my cascaria, all the walls, the doors, everything before I even move into that home. It is gridded. And so are you working your magic in a way that makes sense, especially if you're someone that has worries about yep. that sort of thing? Exactly. This is exactly the direction I wanted to go in. It's easy to form attachments. That part's Mm -hmm. not wrong, but it's also not as evil and terrifying as we're led to believe that that is. And we are also not helpless. Right. We, one thing that I've been teaching for a long time, one of the first things I started doing for people when I made spirituality part of my career was 
cord cuttings and you could book. I used to do like custom spell work for people and Mm. I would do cord cuttings. And I found myself being like, I just want to teach people. This is so easy what I'm doing. Right. And anybody can fucking do this. You don't need to go to a person. If you want like to call in your support and you want to do this with a couple of your fucking witches. I'm not, that's awesome. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying that you, you are not helpless though. We Mm -hmm. are, I I tell people all the time, we are forming these attachments all the time without realizing it. Mm -hmm. I form in my own relationship and marriage right now. I form unhealthy attachments. Mm -hmm. This is why we do shadow work. This is why we do reflective, mm-hmm. introspective work. Or like codependent attachment. That's what I'm talking about. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm talking. We we go through those phases all the time in the different connections in our life. If you have a connection, you form attachments. Some right. of those are really healthy and some of them are really helpful and supportive and stabilizing. But even within that same relationship, some of them are unhealthy, stagnant, holding one or both of you back. And this is what I love about cord cuttings. They're purifiers and cleansing rituals for relationships, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. You're not always saying goodbye to that person, but you are saying goodbye to old parts of your relationship. You're saying goodbye to old versions of yourself that was contributing to that connection in a certain way. Yeah. And I think that those attachments, I I think that number one, a lot of things that attach onto ourselves are labeled demons. When most often not. Exactly. That was really what I was getting at. Exactly, exactly. Everybody's so quick to label it a demon when it's like, are you the demon? That's what I'm, exactly where I was going. That's when, that's why I connected the shadow and this yes, family history yes. and lineage because yeah. I really, really believe that when we have little spiritual signs jumping out or even poking and prodding at us mm-hmm. in our, from our environment, I think they are things calling our attention. I think that we are supposed to do a sweep and a cleansing and a a Mm re-evaluating of our life and like, what are we shedding and moving into? If we are an earth and a universe, well, we're an earth part of a universe based on cycles, constant Mm -hmm. cycles, this would naturally go hand in hand that we're constantly picking things up as we go. And naturally we have to constantly be letting things go. They're not all demons trying to attach to your soul and murder you from the inside out it's just such a harsh it's such a dramatic and I don't mean dramatic to make anyone feel bad but I mean it doesn't have to be dramatic you can you can take a breath you can take a breath breath and see what's going on and maybe just do a little bit of shadow work exactly and and really understand what's happening here you know if we all have that inner teenager Think about yourself when you were a teenager and the shit you would do and say and think when you were mad. Yeah. If we all have an inner teenager and they have their own shadows, what do you think our little snotty little sassy ways that that past version of ourself might try and get our Loves attention? Loves to come in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might look yeah. like a spirit fucking with us, huh? Right, right. When <laughs> yes. really it's just a past it's version you. of you, yeah. a spirit fucking with you. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. So, no, I totally agree. Why I was so glad you brought up protection work because Mm -hmm. I think one of the main things I want to kind of leave everybody with today is this work and information is fun and you can explore it and it's fascinating and there's a way to do it responsibly and, and safely. And so, Ash, I think that one thing you and I find 
way too often than we should. And I'm talking to you, neighbor. Is the amount of you not doing your fucking grounding, your cleansing, and your protecting. Yeah. No, that's fact. That's fact. fact. I cannot, like, express enough how important it is to lock in to Pachamama and ground and really, like, get rooted in connection with her and connection with yourself and mm-hmm. centering. I I can't say that enough because we're emotional. We're spiritual beings having a human existence and we are affected by so much. And there, especially in this age of Aquarius with all this technology being thrown at us and squirrel brain, squirrel brain everywhere. And there's so much to ingest and you got partners doing this and your kids need that and a bill is due and all this stuff happening. So much of your spiritual practice is about coming back to self, coming back to center, coming back to soul. And and we need to be doing that, even if it's just for a couple minutes a day. Thank and you. it's a couple of few short breaths. That's Thank it. you. Yeah. Yeah. For also echoing how simple yet effective mm-hmm. it can be when people couple are like, of few short breaths. I don't have time for my ritual work. I'm like, I didn't fucking say that you had to make a ritual out of yes. it. Yes. I'm telling you, it takes 30 seconds. Like literally, yes. we don't have to go and put on a whole red robe and no. find white candles and etch. <laughs> you don't have to do all that. You know, if you have time for it, amazing. Fuck yeah, sure. But like, if you only have time for three deep breaths, then take your three boom. deep breaths, boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Exactly. Make them intentional. Pause whatever you're doing. Yes. And it's like you would be shocked. The people would be so shocked at like how effective that is. When I you just know. Stop. I know. But it's not the flashy, fancy answer. Right. Right. Which people again, I mean, you could do that if you want. It's great. Like ritual is sure. fantastic. Do ritual. Sure. But, you know, if you don't have time for ritual, these are easy ways to reconnect. Right. This is why time and time and time again in most of the work that I do, I find that the role I'm serving for somebody is I'm being a helpful reminder of that. Yeah. Did you do that today? Because I had to, Ash and I had to learn to build that habit too. Mm -hmm. We were programmed by this earth and society just as much as you were. We didn't know. And also learning when it needs to be ticked up and when we can bring it back down. Yes. There's gonna be moments in your life where you have to do more grounding for whatever reason. Fuck yeah. You know, there could be more stressors happening in your life, more things going on. And it's our job as spiritual folks to to be self-aware enough to know when we need to uptick our self-care in the form of grounding, meditation, Mm -hmm. centering, protection, magic, even to make sure that we're the best versions of ourselves that we can be in that moment. Absolutely. Honestly, a non-spiritual kind of non-denominational way to describe what we're talking about grounding and cleansing and protecting. Grounding is exactly centering, stabilizing, getting present again. I mean, Mm -hmm. you literally learn grounding techniques in therapy and mental health work right yeah yeah cleansing is that process of shedding what can i release Mm -hmm. right now and protection is boundary work my friend like that's all that it is it's your boundaries when was the last time you stated your fucking boundaries to people outside of you and to yourself because just Mm -hmm. like we said you're the shadow a lot you're the person disrespecting your boundaries sometimes most of the time right so true i couldn't have said it better myself Exactly. This is why I wanted to talk about this for Scorpio New Moon, because Scorpio energy, just like the nature of the occult 
Mm-hmm. And the information of the occult is so fucking misunderstood mm-hmm. and just branded dark, evil, bad. And I'm like, dark right. doesn't equal bad or or evil. Right. It has nothing right. to do with that. And mm-hmm. and this dark half of the year, which we've just entered mm-hmm. into, mm-hmm. this is a really excellent time. I just think that so many people are called to this work and they're afraid of it. And when you're afraid of it, that right there and up front is this permission. Mm-hmm. Is this, here you go, you must have more power than I do, other being, right? You're just automatically showing up to the conversation that way. Exactly. And I, I think that's why you and I are so confident when we talk about the spiritual hygiene basics. Mm-hmm. Because you can't just, it's not just about remembering to pause and breathe. You have to believe that it works. You have to yes. know, you have to know how easy and simple it is to connect at all all times of your life. There is no time that that you can't tap into that part of yourself, your power, your magic, spirit, whatever. And so I just true. see so many people, so many, too many people give that away and walk away from helpful practices that I think are calling them for a reason, mm-hmm. but they get afraid by the shadows that are already springing up around it. It's so true. You know, um, I, I couldn't agree more. I think Scorpio season has a lot to offer. And again, new moons, we bring up full moons, we release. So I think it would be a really good idea for our listeners to stop and think about what habits specifically in the realm of protection and also connecting their dark energy to themselves and not feeling so afraid of the dark and not feeling so afraid of what they think something is. And also I know we're not in Sag season yet, but can we be a little more inquisitive? Like if you're Mm. somebody that feels like you do have an attachment on you, ask it questions, learn about it. You know what I mean? Like, this is what it is. And going back to, I had a thought that I lost, but it came back to me when you said you have to believe it. Like, that is like the fundamentals of magic and witchcraft, belief. All of it is rooted in belief. That's why we manifest. That's how we can manifest, right? Yep. How our shit works. My spells always work. One of my favorite mantras. And so you really need to believe that, right? And so as far as attachments go and demonic energy and poltergeists and ghosts and all of that, I think it's really important to believe believe that we are living in a world that's not just three-dimensional. We're living in a world filled with multi-dimensions. And I also think that we have to not be so arrogant and understand, like, why would something, someone, some being want to come for little old me when there's a whole bunch of other motherfuckers they could be fucking with? Like, if we're going to get real about this, if a demonic entity really wanted to attach to somebody, would they want to attach to me or would they want to attach to some asshole with a whole bunch of motherfucking power who's already doing deep, dark, underworld <laughs> shit? Uh, yeah, you know, like, so mm-hmm. there's also that level of um, logic that we have to utilize yeah. here as well. You know what I mean? Um, we are in a world that is is changing drastically and more and more people are coming to the light. They're understanding the importance of personal development through a spiritual lens. Mm -hmm. Thank God. And so I hope and pray that any folks dealing with attachments are starting to understand that 
maybe they're not as bad as they think they are. And one thing I want to put out there, I just finished Dolores Cannon's book, The Three Waves of Volunteers. And for anybody who doesn't know, Dolores Cannon was a very prominent hypnotherapist in the spiritual realm. She spoke to thousands and thousands of people, uh, specifically on starseeds and starseed work and alien work, UFO work. And she had recorded a number of people connecting with their alien ancestors, entities, family, talking about set attachments and a lot of attachments that people think they have that are negative are actually there for connection with their alien roots. Mm -hmm. And um, I'll let the people who are curious about that find the book, look it up. But I found it to be super, super fascinating when you all think of attachment or you think you have an attachment, I think it's your duty to fully understand what's going on before you immediately label it demonic. Because there's still so much we don't know exactly. about what is actually going on, human and non-human. Absolutely. You know? Beautifully said. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was hoping this episode would do, would be help pull out the courageous capacity a little mm-hmm. bit it's natural to feel f- fearful of this stuff it's ingrained right. in us right. it deeply to feel afraid of these mm-hmm. things our lizard brain is like that which i do not know or can see yes. danger will yes. kill me yes. avoid of course it's natural fight or, fight or flight yeah yes and i love this idea of it's okay to get inquisitive be fucking responsible do your grounding and your cleansing and your protection. Mm-hmm. Don't, I'm not saying leave that at the door, but when you've got that, you can ask some questions. You can peel back those layers of the onion. Because right. more often than not, exactly what's going to happen is this shadowy, quote, demonic being mm-hmm. is actually going to take shape. It's going to start making a lot more fucking exactly. sense. Exactly. A it's lot so more sense. True. It's just it's like so a bad true. dream or a nightmare. Mm-hmm. When you peel mm-hmm. at it, it reveals its true nature. And usually it wasn't so evil after all. Mm. Yes. I love it. I love it so, yeah. so much. Ash, before we get off, uh, can, are you guys so excited for our next Astrology After Dark episode? Oh my God. I'm so excited for it. I Me can't wait to too. record it. First of all, if you have not listened to our episode yet, smash the button in the show notes right now. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, you need to go catch up before we move on because you're never going to want to miss a single second of this new show. No, we're yeah. doing a new segment over on Ashley's podcast on the Goddess Complex. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. It's this monthly little pop culture, astrology, little hangout that Ash and I are doing with each other. Mm -hmm. We've been getting so many, so much good feedback. So much. Somebody say that we should do Drew Barrymore, which I totally (gasps) agree. Uh, Yeah, that'd be a great one. Oh, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about it. And it's a great way to learn astrology if you're just like inquisitive about it. We are doing visuals. The visuals will be up on the YouTube so you can see the chart right along with us. Mm -hmm. It's a vibe. And it's we have fun doing because we, we will be have having this conversation. So much anyway. fun, exactly. We have so yeah. much. This is what we do before we record, anyways. And exactly. this is—I've already had a couple of my students reach out and talk about how it's helpful for them already in their studies. Oh, so, exactly, yeah, exactly. It's yeah. this helpful thing, but it's fun. I think we learn more when we're having fun, anyways. And right. um, 
We have so many places that this segment is going. You so do many. not want to miss it literally at all. So make sure all the information's in the show notes. But before we go, Ash, please tell all of our wonderful neighbors where we can find you, follow you, and support you, my love. So you can find me on Instagram at Ashley Michelle 90 Day. You can find me on TikTok at Starseed Shadows. Uh, the Goddess Complex podcast is my podcast. Go ahead and get on the email list if you want in on Black Friday deals. We're doing half off all one-on-one sessions. Only time of the year I do this. And yeah, that's all I got. This was such a good one. Thank you for opening Mm -hmm. up about this with me. That was important. Of course. Mm -hmm. All right, loves. This was amazing. Thank you. Thank you for spending your Friday with us. I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your weekend. Spooky fun, Scorpio New Moon. And make sure everybody stays safe. I hope you get to have some fun and stay magical out there. Did you get something valuable out of today's show? Here's how you can help continue to grow our magic. First, you can head over to Apple or Spotify and leave a five-star rating and review. You can also share a shout out on your social media page and make sure you tag me at thatwitch.nextdoor and of course you can just tell a friend that you think would enjoy the show and send them a link to the episode thank you so much neighbor for your support i'll see you next time